You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat Podcast, where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat. And what a special show it is going to be tonight, folks. We have with us esteemed Broadway actress Jackie Burns. And uh, with a special thanks to my new friend Samara for helping put that together. We also have a full house tonight as far as the Break It Back team goes. If I do say so myself, I think this is our strongest cast. Led, of course, by none other than the producer, the Duke of New York, king of podcasting, <laughs> Mr. Alan Seals. <laughs> These titles get better every time. <laughs> oh, trust me, I don't think we're even close to uh, as, as good as they can get. But anyway, um, uh, I, let's, without further ado, introduce your fabulous host, Albert Malafronte. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it is really great to be here, folks. Wonderful intro there, Chris. This is your host, Al Malafronte, and we do have a very special show in store. And that is very much attested to the special guests joining us in the batter's box tonight. I've talked in the past about how there's a few roles on Broadway that are just synonymous with prime real estate and a few shows that are really just a part of the fabric of the great white way. And maybe none more so than wicked. Uh, I was lucky enough to have one good takeaway from Valentine's day, 2018. And that was in fact, our special guest portrayal of Elphaba over at the George Gershwin theater that night. Uh, speaking of wicked, by the way, for the baseball fans at home, our guest tonight pulled the Broadway equivalent of an Andy Pettit, who made the all-star team in 2010, left the role of Yankees starting pitcher, and then came back to the role in 2012, posted the second-best CRA of his career, and uh, ended up having his number retired with the Yankees shortly thereafter. So our cleanup hitter tonight had two separate stints in Wicked and now has a body of work on Broadway that spent more than a decade with credits including Hair, and if then, in addition to holding the title of the longest-tenured Alphaba in the history of that Wicked franchise. Katz, would you say that's kind of like how Mantle was the longest tenured center fielder for the Yankees? Well, you know, the first thing that came to mind was actually how Araldis Chapman was the longest tenured closer for the Reds. But yeah, Mantle for the Yankees, that works too. Yeah. Um, anyway, much like the Mick, she's a uh, big-time power hitter <laughs> and uh, hopefully a really good sport about what's in store for tonight's show. Um, so if you'll, if you'll please turn your attention to home plate, just beyond the marquee, now batting Jackie Burns. Yay! Yay! How exciting. It's making my dad's dreams come true. My dad pitched, my dad pitched for Villanova. So, you know, I, I grew up in a very baseball-heavy house. So cool. he's going to be freaking out with all of these comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> now I've made it. <laughs> You didn't consider a career in professional baseball, even with that, you know, type of gene? I mean, I did. I'm not going to lie to you. I did uh, do a little pitching softball back in the day, but um, dancing in theater won out, you know, had my heart. But I love sports more than anything. And I am quite a tomboy. Were you a lefty or a righty pitcher? Righty. I wish I'd be lefty. Then I'd be super special, but just. You'd be like Chapman. Yeah. 
Yeah, but just you know, just you know, the writing. Pitchers are are typically great performers. You know, they take center stage out there all the time. I could totally see the parallel there. Yeah, and you got to stay calm because once you get in your head, that was my problem. Is I would get Very rattled. True. You know what I mean? Once I hit throw a few bad pitches, I get in my head. Yep. Can't be having that. Yep. All eyes are on you. You know, yep. you got the show must go on while it's you're true. continuing to uh, battle battle those inner demons out there on the mound. So yeah, so you got to have a clear demons. head. Yeah, just like in in any type of performing. It's true. It's very true. Now, literally in every prior episode of the show, we use a segment called Fastball Derby to rap break a bat. But given how everything else in the world is like so out of whack right now, yeah. I thought we sounds <laughs> good. I thought we try something a little different uh, with a new title for that same premise. It's called batting practice. Okay, um, Chris, why don't you explain the rules to Jack? Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's really we're just starting off here, so we're gonna do a little warm up. You know, get things moving, get things flowing. We've got some questions for uh, for you, Jackie, and um, uh, Al. Why don't Why don't you start it off? Okay. okay. Yeah, so we'll ask you a question. Think of it like a fastball coming at you. You say the first thing that comes to your head, okay? Okay. <laughs> Chris, I, wait, wait. Is it no swearing? You can swear. Okay, great. I just want to know where my parameters lie. Be relaxed out there. That's what's important. Okay, be relaxed. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Perfect. That's no, right. Don't get in your head. All right, don't get in your head. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, first question is, what is your all-time favorite musical? Oh, wicked. I got nervous. Got in my head. <laughs> what do you miss the most about your home state of Connecticut? Well, right now I'm not missing anything because I, I am here. I'm sheltered and placed um, at my bro- my little brother's oh. house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thing you remember most about your Broadway debut? Uh, being very scared. But excited. Excited and scared which is um, a Broadway lyric for all the nerds out there. <laughs> <laughs> Three Desert Island albums. Oh, God. I'm the, Anything with Tash Sultana, anything she's ever done, I'm, I'm interested. Do you, if you know her, then you can't pick one. I'd pick all of hers, and, and I'd be good to go. Um, uh, then just like a little Ariana Grande, just to like, you know, get my pop fix. And uh, probably some Journey. Any, any journey. Great. What's your all time favorite film? (gasps) (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say this. Girls just want to have fun. Um, It's classic. It's a dance movie from my childhood. (laughs) It's it's with Sarah Jessica Parker as a dancer and uh, it's gold. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Well, you know, we've got we got some time on our hands uh, yeah. these days, so yeah, yeah it could be a good good watch. Yeah, I think right. all of you guys really enjoy it. Sounds right up my alley, actually. It really, yeah. I think you guys are. You'll thank me. Okay, great. I'm I'm gonna write. Not that Shawshank. Girls just want to have fun. Okay. <laughs> we've heard Shawshank come up as the answer to that question a few times on the show. Yeah, you have. It's a great movie. Great movie. Just not. It can't trump. Girls I, just want to. I don't fun. know. I mean, I think you know. That one comes to people's minds really quickly, maybe just because it's the highest ranked movie ever. But, ever, uh, yes. We but... really appreciate the the kind of kind of off the beat answer there. But anyway, <laughs> we've got a couple more questions here, and we got to keep moving. So let's okay. go. Favorite New York City meal? Uh, pizza. From where? There you go. Uh, from where? 
anywhere. I just love pizza, so I'll eat it anywhere, any anytime, any place. Are you sure you're not part Italian, Jackie? I am a little Italian. All um, right. So. And we're actually right now. My brother is uh, making pizza in the next room that his, him and his wife and my boyfriend are all making pizza from scratch. So I got pizza on the brain as well. Wait, deep dish, deep dish, or like normal? No, they're making um, they're they're making their dough from scratch and they're grilling it on the pizza stone on the grill outside. They got a, I mean, oh, it's man. very professional. You guys have a real setup. That's, oh that's yeah, cool. they're like real cooks, and I just eat everything because I can't cook and do the Perfect. dishes. Perfect. Look at you. So, that's that's great. Riding out the quarantine uh, with free pizza. That's great. Yeah, it's great. All right, most embarrassing stage moment, on stage moment. God, there's so many. How can you choose just one? I think a lot of people don't. Um, yeah, the most embarrassing thing was my Broadway debut in Hair. Um, <clears throat> we would run off stage and go into the audience a lot. And I was always the one who had to go out in the audience. They'd always pick me out there. I don't know why, but whatever. And there was this one moment where I had to run up the stairs and get on stage really quick. And I would run and leap to get on stage to make it. And I didn't quite make it one day and was like roadkill and fell back into the audience at the front row of people's feet. And, and that's, where I, <laughs> that's where I ended the number. And these poor people were like, uh, they didn't know what to do. And I'm like, there, yeah. It was mortifying, mortifying, but whatever. We all have moments like that. Yeah. Uh, and finally here, um, I guess, well, I'm not sure, maybe this isn't the last question, but um, what is something about Jackie Burns that would surprise people the most? Um, that I can't cook? No, I'm sure everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I'm really shy inside, you know? I get really nervous. And most people think I'm just like loud and fearless, but I actually am very insecure. As most Would you say are. you're an introvert or an extrovert? No, I'm totally an extrovert. Okay. But I get very nervous in um, industry settings. I get really nervous when there's like a big group of people that I don't mm. know because I just assume that nobody wants to talk to me. So I just kind of like want to get out, get out of the way. Well, we want to so talk then, to you. So we're yeah. glad to have you here. Thank Great. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> now you were getting ready to do an adaptation of walk on the moon out in jersey i guess right before all this corona stuff hit yeah yeah so there was this movie called walk on the moon with diane lane and vigo mortensen and leah schreiber um back in and anna paquin back in the day and it's a great movie and they turned it into a musical and i was playing the diane lane part and two days before i was actually in la and uh the night before i was getting on my playing back to come back to New York to start rehearsals, I got the call that it was canceled. And I was like, well, or postponed. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, but it is what it is. They moved it to next season? Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yes. So hopefully in the fall, it'll happen. The movie had a pretty trippy soundtrack. Are you like a big jam band, Grateful Dead girl? You know, the Hendrix stuff was in there. Or was it, did they do like a whole new score for this one? Was it more your musical taste? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I do like, of course, I'll, I like any kind of music, but I'm not really a deadhead or anything like that. So, but they, <laughs> they, uh, there, it's a whole new score. Um, and it's, it's really pretty epic. So it's a, it's fun, but it has like that cool, like Woodstocky vibe, um, folky Joni Mitchell, but it is a, a completely new score written for the musical. Who are your bands usually? 
My bands, you know what? I'm like such a weirdo for somebody who's in musical theater. I don't listen to like, I don't really like listen to musical theater. I don't really like, uh, I don't like jam out to bands a lot. I just like kind of turn on the radio in my car and listen to whatever's on the radio. <laughs> And then the only other time I really listen to music is when I run and I listen to like crappy, like, you know, don't stop that. I have no idea what's going on, but it makes me, you know, feel like a little bitch if I stop. So you just need something that's like club music that there's like, you're stopping you little bitch. Yeah. You're like, that's right. Everybody can see me. Everybody's judging me. You know, but I like all music. I really, I really, I really do. I have to say, this is so geeky. This is something people would know about me. I listen to classical music in the morning. It's like my, I wake up. I was married to a ballerina, um, a guy, ballet dancer. And, uh, and so he always listened to ballet music in the morning and do his like little warm up stuff. And we called it Tiratiam. So now I'm a Tiratiam head where I wake up in the morning and I always listen to classical music. <laughs> What about uh, the Beach Boys? You a fan of the Beach Boys by any chance? I mean, my dad is. So, <laughs> well, Jackie, you know, <laughs> we had Al Jardine of the Beach Boys in studio with us, so he's oh kind god, of, he's, he's kind, kind of, of a big deal. No, he's amazing. Yes, but I mean, like, he's not my. They're not my go-to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll let it slide then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did want to ask you, and you know, I alluded to it in the intro. You played the Gershwin as long as anyone when you did Wicked, and as I mentioned, you've been on Broadway for over a decade. You know the ins and outs of this business. Um, we're in, still in the heart of the shutdown right now. Cuomo threw out the date of June seventh. Very well, could just be an arbitrary date. You think it's realistic as far as uh, when Broadway comes back? I don't. I mean, I want to. I I, I would love it to be. But I, I don't think it's realistic. No, I think that if we're lucky, that it looks like September. Maybe. That was my guess. Yeah, I think it's uh, September at the sep- earliest. Yeah, because when you have that many shows that rely on tourism, you need yes. to let tourism come back. Tourism's need places to eat. Restaurants mm-hmm. need to come back first, and then when you're a production company like Disney Theatrical that have four shows on Broadway, you don't want to open all four at once because you're competing with yourself. Yes. So. I think it's going to be, oh, and then when we reopen, we don't know if it's going to be six feet apart in the house. So are people yeah. going to, is it going to be financially feasible to play to a, mm. a half full house? house? Because yeah. every third, like everyone's got to be six feet apart, you know? So that's yeah, no, saying. it's, and I also think that, yeah, I think the entertainment, sadly, I think the entertainment industry is going to be one of the last things that kind of gets reintegrated into life. It's going to be about the necessities and, you know, sadly entertainment isn't so it sucks it makes me really depressed and sad but um yeah i just don't think it's gonna happen until the earliest september so i don't know what's the best path for a comeback in your mind for broadway Mm -hmm. well i mean if they could just fucking get that vaccination then we'll be good to go (laughs) but that's gonna take like a year and a half um I'm not, I'm actually really not sure. I really like, I've been yesterday is when I, uh, uh, yesterday when it is, when it really hit me that I was like, wow, this is cause I had a show that I was supposed to be doing at the end of July, a different show 
July, um, first week of August. And it just got canceled. And I was like, wow, that's already getting canceled. That's so far away. And then it really hit me. I was like, oh God, nothing's going to happen for a really long time. I think that TV and film will hit first because you can maybe, you know, sequester smaller sets and everything. But with theater, it's just, I think that, sorry, I think that they're going to probably start opening like the big juggernauts, like a Wicked, a Lion King and test the waters with half you know, half capacity and see how that works before the smaller shows get to get picked up. And hopefully they get to reopen those shows, you know, because they've lost so much money. I don't know if they'll even be able to reopen. And that's so sad and depressing. Well, Lion King, Lion King relies so much on tourism that I think yeah. it's going to be like, in my opinion, I think it's going to be like a Frozen and Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen and like one other, like the, you know, your staples that people want to go see. Right. And all the new stuff. Like, the newest, yeah, that's what I worry the, about. Company, Carolina Change, like all of those. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to reopen for a lot longer. Yeah, I agree with you, which is really sad. It's what really happens sad. when a smaller project like that uh, does? Does everything just get on hold and they assume they're coming back, or you know, at what point are they starting to say, "Hey, guys, we, we you know, we probably need to look for some other way to get by here because we're not going to be going for a while." Well, I mean, I don't honestly like none of us know because this is no, this is unprecedented. Nothing, nothing like right. this has ever happened before. Broadway has right. never been closed like this before. I mean, Broadway was closed for uh, not even was it two days when nine eleven happened? Two, uh, yeah, um, it was dark I think for, it was two days, it was dark and for then me. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, and then and then with the hurricane, when the first time I was on Broadway was it which hurricane was it that they closed Broadway? I think for two days because the, the subways were down and stuff. Sandy. Yeah. So, yeah. Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, Broadway's never been closed for let alone a week, like a month, you know? So this yeah. is crazy. And I, all of us are, none of, none of us are getting paid. Like none of those shows are paying anybody. They're just running right. into the guys that like, hopefully in September, just like my show that got postponed, they're like no guarantee, but we're aiming for September. Um, but you never know. It's just really sad for those shows that have been in rehearsals already. We didn't even start rehearsals. Those shows that were like ready to be in tech. Yeah. To not know if you're going to ever even, you know, get to do the work you put all the work behind. That's like which, so depressing. Which do you think is worse? Like the the shows that didn't even get, is like they were in tech that didn't even get there. Or like I saw on Wednesday the 11th, I saw Six's final preview <gasps> you did so you, was it good i wanted to see that it was amazing but then yeah. like these girls who were all gonna make their broadway debuts find out the afternoon at five o'clock before their eight the o'clock show that they don't have their opening night i was i felt so i was like that is devastating i think yeah. that's i think that's pretty as much as devastating as you can get I can't even yeah. imagine especially for all those girls who are making their broadway debuts it's like come on yeah yeah, and now like the press agents, the marketing agents mm -hmm. on the creative side, everyone's furloughed. Yeah, I don't, I don't... a bunch of my friends just got furloughed today, and yeah, yeah. it's really yeah, the last, some of them were a couple weeks ago. A couple of my friends, yeah, this week got furloughed. Like, there's just yeah. nothing to do press for. Nope, there's nothing. To... And yeah. then what's also funny is on the other side, not funny, but like my friends that like you know actors, we're out of work all the time, right? Like you know you go through highs and lows, so like. Some of us, some people have been like, well, this is just a typical Wednesday for me. I've been out of work for a year. <laughs> so they're like trying to make light of it. And I was like, well, I've been used to this for a while. <laughs> but it, it just all sucks. Well, there's some people who are who are um, actually like, stra not stranded, but I guess, well, stuck in a good way in cast housing. So 
Like it, there, oh, there's, I, um, yes. I have a friend like it, who's in, in Hartford. He was doing a, this is so sad. My friend who is Dr. Dylan Min on Broadway. And then we did it in LA together. Um, I love him, Chad. He's amazing. He was doing a one man show in Hartford, a one man show. And now he's stuck <laughs> in house counseling by himself. Cause he was doing a one man play. <laughs> so he doesn't even like, there's not even other people, humans he could talk to. So it's been like a month of him being by himself in a tiny cast house. Oh, God. Well, at least he can still keep rehearsing, though. True. He's going to be so ready. (laughs) He gets on Zoom every night and and runs his lines with himself. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be so brilliant. Oh, my goodness. This might be a real opportunity for him, really, uh, to get some good practice in... I'm just get your tickets now because clearly he's going to be genius. Exactly. We're we're about to see the birth of something great. (laughs) (laughs) Just 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 Jessica Rush with uh, her husband's out in in La Jolla because I think he's in he's in In Fly. uh, and fly yeah, yeah so eric. like she yeah eric she went out with eric and their daughter and like so they're you know the whole family's out there in tiny cast housing yeah so they're it, i mean how long is that gonna last right but at least it's can't nice, pay for them forever. nice california weather i know right? i know but they like they so don't have right well they don't they don't like they don't want to come back to new york they can't no. come back some people some people have like can't come back because it's like a worse quarantine out here and whatnot but um you know it's everyone's in such this unique position and you know it's just weird for me i felt kind of silly the first time i went out with a mask on and now i feel weird not having it on oh yeah no i know i went to the grocery store today and there was i have a i have a crazy mask that makes me look like um bane from uh batman can you put it up right now uh, it's, I think like it's downstairs it's called the humidifier you can totally google it i've had it for a while now it's like literally it's hilarious looking and i've been wearing masks for years because i'll like do concerts like you know over in japan or whatever and i can't get sick you know because if i get sick then i flew all the way there and i can't sing and then i you know they hate me. So I've been wearing masks and getting looked at crazily for years. So now it's going to be the only silver lining is that we're all going to, you know, wear masks and not look at each other crazily. I went, I just went nice. to the Humidifier website and it says, we are temporarily out of stock in South Africa yeah, and USA. This is, this is a personal humidifier that may help with preventing infection, but it's not an antiviral device. It is not. But, yes. but it's like suction to your face. <laughs> It really, it's really good. And I flew with it the seven hours back from LA. It like, I never, I put it on, I was in LA and I put it on when I left my apartment and I didn't take it off until I got to my apartment in New York and I'm Corona free. So just you get a flyer. Oh my goodness. Now, one last thing I'll just ask about probably coming back. So basically at the end of the day, you think a show like Wicked is big enough that no matter what happens, it'll be able to sustain regard, you know, the hesitancy of an audience to come back into that theater. I I mean, I think so. I mean, Wicked is Universal's number one money-making project ever out of every movie, out of every, I mean, Wicked makes Universal more than anything. So Wicked does well. And I think will come back. And I think everything will come back. It'll just take a, a longer time than we anticipated. And I think people are going to be scared at first to, we're all going to be like gore, right? Like we're all going to like not want to leave our houses at first, but slowly, little by little, I think we'll all be able to be integrated and 
not want to, you know, run around each other and not look at each other or breathe each other's air like we do now. Right. <laughs> it's the, the wide berth turns around each other. The, the, the theater industry, I mean, all of, all of the casts and everything are, everyone's very huggy and touchy and True. like it's jobs to be paid to like kiss and hug and be on top of each other. And this is, it's going to be hard. Like, it really what is. If, yeah. What if social distancing, you have to go and restage your whole show. So it's, did you, did you see that? Uh, uh, what was it when before Saturday night live started doing the sketches from home, which yeah. I don't, which really I didn't much. enjoy by the way. Is brutally honest about I love everything. That. And we love it. I want to, what did you think about it? Did, um, was there I, any that you thought worked? Um, no. Weekend update. Weekend <laughs> update. Okay. I liked. I liked weekend update. Um, Agreed. And we'll end there. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll end. You didn't like Kate McKinnon's. Uh, I didn't. I, I hate to say. I really like her, but that didn't work for me. Yeah, like I love Kate too. She's a she's a friend of mine. Um. And I do, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good for what you can do with that. But it's hard to be funny by yourself, yeah. without a crew, yeah. without a laugh track. Because laughter is contagious. Totally. So, you know, I, I think it would be funny even if they went, even if they went old school and did like the old sitcom laugh track. Yeah. So, so they put in, put in some sort of thing. Because it was interesting to me when they, when the announcer did the opening credits, they're like, it's Saturday Night Live, you know. So he's doing that live, and then they had the applause. They pre-recorded applause, and I was thinking, "Oh, wait, is there actually an audience of something?" And you know why? Now that I've said that, I, I think why Weekend Update really worked was because that they had some of their friends just, you know, not on camera, but they had their no, friends on in, Zoom watching. On Zoom watching, and you heard them laugh, and I was yeah. laughing with them too. I thought that was actually a really good idea. Yeah. Well, why aren't they so, listening to you? Do they need to call? They need to call you. And listen, I blocked Lauren. He texts me all the time. And you're like, stop! I, just, <laughs> I, can't, I can't fix everything for you. Okay, like, Lauren, like, Lauren, I can't. You you got to run this on your own now, Lauren. You're a big boy. <laughs> That's why Lauren is always sitting behind home plate with Jimmy Fallon at Yankee mm. Stadium because mm. Alan has blocked all of his texts and refuses to go and sit with him to watch a Yankee game. Not right behind home plate. No, it's like I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do it. Lauren, Lauren, you and Enough. Fallon. Listen, you, you and Fallon are, you're just out of my league. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. Sorry, I hijacked your podcast, Al. Go ahead. No, I love this. Cats, <laughs> you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's, what, what's going on? What are you doing over there? Oh, I was just thinking about or all this again. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got a little distracted. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jackie, I'm not sure. Are, are you? Are you? Well, let me just ask. Like, are you an Araldus Chapman fan, like I am? Um, I like Geraldo Rivera. Um, remember him? Yeah, they're not the same. Guy. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Uh, I, I, I'm sure if you showed me a picture, I would know who he is. Hmm, this is disappointing. I'm sorry. I, I know, and my dad's you gonna know, be very embarrassed for me. Well, you know, I, I just wanted to mention our fan base really enjoys um, sort of the comparison that we've created, which is between Araldis and Alphaba the Witch. Yes. Um, although instead of defying gravity, we like to say that he defies velocity. Um, I like that. 
And just to educate you a little bit about that, he it holds the record for fastest fastball. Which um, is what? At what? A 105.1 miles per hour. Can you believe it? He did it twice. Oh, come on. That no one's ever done it faster. What do you think? I mean, I think I've done it, but but that's when I was younger. And you know, know, we we really we really could have used you in the baseball world. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like like we find with so many of the Broadway performers that we interview, a lot of them had to put down their baseball career in order to pursue Broadway. But you know, everyone has to make choices like that in their life. I understand. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, our fan base really seems to love um, some of the crossover content that we put out there with between Aralis and uh, and Broadway. They really like when we put him in green, uh, you know, <laughs> Alphaba, Shrek, the Grinch. Oh, yeah. All, all of your classic green characters, really, they seem to really enjoy that. Um, and, did- uh, you know, speaking of Instagram, because that's where we publish these uh, yeah. These I actually noticed. Um, it seemed a few years ago you were out in the the field at, at the Rogers Center in uh, Toronto. Is that true? Oh yeah. So yeah. what? what Got to tell us a story behind that. That's pretty cool. Um, I had a friend who uh, is um, uh, a motivational speaker in Toronto, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to on your day off?" come and see a sh- come see a show come see a show come see the game and oh, uh, it's a show it's a show absolutely it's a yeah. show yeah and we you know come and like get on come on the field practice meet some of the players and i was like yeah oh. yes i do and then he also i was there again and he got me tickets to the raptors when the raptors were in the playoffs um the ba- basketball sorry i switched teams I switch sports. No, that's so. okay. Yeah, we can speak. I mean, obviously, you're just a huge Toronto sports fan. I can tell. I love um, Toronto sports. I love, you know, I love going to sporting events more than anything. I'm not like somebody who's like, oh, I have a team. I just like love live sporting events, sitting with a beer and a hot dog and getting to like baseball. I love oh, yeah. tennis. The US Open is one of my favorite things ever. The only sport I don't like that I get in trouble for is football. So, because it represents cold weather to me, like that's when it's going to get cold and be stuck inside. So I don't like football, but everything else I'm a big fan of. You think they should allow um, the audience to eat hot dogs on Broadway? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I think that would really enhance a lot of the shows. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, they they should serve hot dogs. Maybe they could have the hot dog stand guy going in in the uh, aisles during the show. I mean, it only distracts a little bit, just a little, but it's worth it for the hot dogs. You know, it is because then people are full. They're feeling good. You know, get the real ballpark feel, you know. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. You know, actually, the first time that I sang, uh, the first time I went to a football game, I sang for was singing the national anthem at the Jets. Um, and I met the commissioner of, uh, the football. Roger Goodell. Thank you. Roger Goodell. Wow, cool. And my, my dad made friends. Well, with he met you. Was more he like met it, me. But anyway. Yeah. Yes. And my dad did lobby to get me to sing the national anthem for, um, the Super Bowl. It didn't happen, but you know, fingers crossed next year. Yeah. yeah they we'll have to Dina do it because. I, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I was one of the, one of the biggest diehard sports fans out there in in the uh in the broadway community and uh, and just with the amazing voice you have it makes total sense it, you should be the next one in line absolutely thank you so much it does it just makes sense doesn't it forget exactly. like you know 
Beyonce. We've been there, done that. Let's get. Yeah, I mean, there, exactly. You know? I mean, it, plus, you know, uh, <laughs> she, I don't think she's really that into it anyway. But uh, yeah, she doesn't want to yeah, do it. You know, she. I, I think. I think you definitely deserve it more. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, how's your singing voice, you know, during this quarantine? You know, that's a really, I'm impressed that you asked that. Um, my singing voice got some dust on it. Let's be honest. I actually had to do a self-tape for a musical about two weeks ago. And uh, I had to <clears throat> it up because she was not ready. Right. Because yeah. it's a muscle and, you know, they atrophy when you don't use them. <clears throat> as you you got to keep, keep working out in the yeah. off season. That's, you really do. That's a big, yeah. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows. Yeah. And I, I ha- normally I go to my voice teacher, you know, once to twice a week and I haven't been going at all. So I need to you know, get my butt in gear, but I have been doing P90X. So nice. <laughs> Never P90X from my aging myself, my dating myself really. <laughs> oh no, we all, we all know P90X. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think our oldest chairman actually uses P90X to bulk some, up in the off season. Some good stuff. I did it today out on in, in outside. Now, Jackie, you know, I I know you have aspirations of maybe singing the anthem over at the Super Bowl. Yeah. But are you you're familiar with the seventh inning stretch in baseball, right? Of course I am. Yes. Well, you know, I think that at this point in the interview, we're kind of like at that Seven. point in you know at that point of the game if you want to put it that way if you will um, yes. uh chris what do we usually do during the seventh inning stretch um you know here on break a bat uh, we, usually have a, we usually do a trivia game but i'm not sure uh, al is that what you want to do today no because everything is out of whack like i said so i know that you and alan came up with a new idea and i'm very much for it <laughs> no, that's right. Alan and I put our heads together on this one. Although I got to give most of the credit to Alan. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to take credit for this. <laughs> well, you're getting oh, it anyway, no. Alan. Uh, we have, uh, we'd like to sing a little bit of a verse with you. Uh, oh my in, God. In great. Okay. Um, uh, one at a time, actually taking turns. Okay. Um, um, so I guess what we'll do is uh, I, myself, Alan, Al, and you will we'll each sing a line and then um, we'll rotate and, sit and sing the next line. Okay. Um, and how do we know who goes first? Do we have an order? I mean, like, do we have an order? That's that's a good... Uh, Al, like, I think, like, Al, maybe you could just point or your yeah. video is a little... My yeah, I'll, point, I'll point to you when it's... You point to me when it's my time. Yeah. Perfect. There. Thanks Perfect. for taking the reins, Alan. Classic Alan Seals move right there. Yep. So instead of instead of singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," yeah, we are going to sing um, one of one of the songs that I'm sure you will know. Oh God, I so, hope um, so. The Beach Boys. <laughs> Which one? It's a surprise. You're going to have to pick up on your cue. And I think Chris yeah. is supposed to you may have to. Uh, I'm a little bit tone deaf myself, but I'm going to try and lead it off here. Okay, everyone. Here we go. What is this feeling so sudden and new? <laughs> is this me? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Late eyes on you. My pulse is rushing. Is it me? That's you. Oh no, I felt so I don't know it. My something something. Oh. My head is reeling. My head is my reeling. Is, my face is flushing. 
What is this feeling? Fervid as a flame. Does it have a name? Here we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> loathing. Unadulterated loathing for hmm. your face. Oops. Oh, she's running with it. No, let her go. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I got to be Glenda. That was the only time I've ever said for your face. It's usually at me. Oh, I had to own that. <laughs> <laughs> this, for listeners at home, this is really hard to do over the internet. It really is. We're doing okay, though. We're, we're, you know, we're, we love to experiment on this show, by the way. <laughs> I feel good about it. I'll yeah. pick it up. For oh. your face, your voice, your clothing. Let's just say, I love it all. Do, 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 do. Wow. All right. <laughs> nice. We made it all the way through a verse. That's pretty cool. That was good, good job, everybody. It goes to I don't remember it, obviously, very well. It's been a year. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, we everyone, everyone understands. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Actually, I had to sing something from Wicked the other day and, and couldn't remember the words. And I felt really, really bad for myself. You've got tons of other stuff to remember, I'm sure. So. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. So much <laughs> like brushing my teeth. <laughs> and I, I mean, well, all, the, all this Chapman stats you probably have racked up. 105.1 twice. There you go. A new one that probably just pushed out some of the other um, memory space for some of the wicked lyrics when it you did. learned that new fact. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to tell my dad. He's going to be so proud. You're so synonymous with a great role like that. Uh, do you have like, do you ever like find yourself singing those songs? Like when you're in the shower or like even when you're running, like you you throw that onto the iPhone on your Spotify playlist ever? No, I'm truly such a weirdo. I think because I've played roles that are like so vocally challenging and you sing like eight, you know, I'm so used to singing a million songs every day that I don't ever sing when I'm not in a show. I never, like never, ever, ever, ever sing. It's kind of weird. Everybody finds it very strange. But if I'm well, not actually, in a show, I don't sing. And when I'm in a show, I don't sing. No, that's, And I that's feel very good. uncomfortable I mean, singing unless I'm like getting paid. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. You're professional. That's right. Why? <laughs> no, I don't that, think a role this Chapman strikes people out for free. Right. right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> show me the money. And then I'm going to go. And then I'll give that's you right. the goods. Yep. Yep. Good Jerry Maguire reference right there, by the way. Thank that's sports. You. That's yeah. sports in the arts. Okay. Yeah, totally. How yeah. about uh, going up on the lift for Divine, Defying Gravity? Do you have any funny stories or crazy stories or terrifying stories about that? Yeah, so many things. It's actually, everybody thinks it's super scary and I am afraid of heights, but you don't know how high you are because all the lights are in your eyes. So you, the only time you realize how truly high you are is once the curtain goes down and the and they're lowering you and then you realize how high you are. And that's kind of scary. Um, the really scary thing is, is when that lift doesn't work and you have to sing Defying Gravity like an a-hole, not flying and um and they call it plan b and it's the worst thing ever and the funny thing is so i did the show for a year on tour and i never had a they call it a no fly show and so i didn't know what plan b was so then when i went to broadway the first time it was about halfway through my run 
that so what you do is you like it's actually a lot you while you're saying goodbye to glinda you're like bye the guards are coming i'm gonna fly out of here you you turn around and you have this cape and you have a broom and you have your book bag and you have to do this like turn to get into this very tiny like cherry picker thing and get your cape over the apparatus in the back so that you know it covers it so you don't see it and um and then you also like push with your back this little tiny lever that closes the arms and tells the computer that you're safe and they can go. And so you start, you know, going forward and then you fly up. And um, so it was that point where I was clipped in and I should be going forward while I'm like, it's not her. She's not the one, you know, it's, it's me. It's me. Right. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm still there. It's not moving. And I'm like, Oh God, what's happening. And I feel in the dark, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and is like, plan B plan B. And I'm like, what the fuck is plan B mean? I don't know what's going on. And then I realized that you have to unclip yourself in while you're singing, you know, like it's way up high, like singing and you're unclipping yourself and you have to walk forward. And then everybody else from um, the wings comes down. And normally they're like looking up at you going like, look at her, she's wicked and pointing up at you. Well, plan B is that they all lay down at your feet. That's right fully lay down. So it looks like you're higher than you are. They have a whole different like lighting structure that actually makes it look like you're kind of flying, but you're just a jerk talking about how you're flying in front of 2000 people that you just ruin their Broadway experience, even though it's not your fault. And then the conductor is like a foot away from you at just laughing at you. Cause you, <laughs> cause we, it's so uncomfortable. And then everybody's laughing at you on stage, you know, laying at your feet, like look at, and you just feel like the biggest jerk in the world. And I had five no fly shows on Broadway that first time and it sucked and I hated it. But it's an uh, amazing story though. I, I never would have thought of all the little details that go into a show like that. That's, yeah. And, but, and the way you got to think on your feet there, that's pretty cool. Oh, it's the, but it's just so bad. Like you're literally singing an entire 11 o'clock number about how you're flying high defying gravity, standing center stage. <laughs> yeah. Like a jerk. Like it's mortifying. And you can't help but then like oversing because you're like, I'll show you that. I'll give you, still give you a good time. And then you blow out your voice. And then the whole second act, you're just struggling because you like blew it out with your no fly show. Anyways. So. Honestly, I'm trying to think of a baseball analogy, but that's just such a unique situation. I, I one's not coming to mind, you know, yeah. that almost never happens for me, but uh, wow. Yeah. It's like when you're like trying to go steal home and then you Stealing get stuck home. in like a pickle. Maybe. And there you go. A rundown. And, and you got to get out of it. And you got to yeah. still got to score. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I like it that. It sounds like you're five for five, though. That's pretty good. That's that's like, you know, you, you must be a real wizard out there on the base paths. Thank you. Or wait, I should say. <laughs> I met anyway. the wizard. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is there one role on Broadway existing or from the past that you think could top that experience of playing alphabet? Um, no, for me, what the only thing that could top it is, is something written specifically for me. That's that epic. That would be, that would top it because it would be written exactly for me and my voice and my skill set. And I'd be creating it for the first time. And the reason why, you know, you go to, stage left on that word is because I decided that's where I wanted to move, you know, and not because somebody else had created it and you have to justify it now because that's how it was, you know? So for me, that would be the only thing that could top it. 
You know, Chris so, and I oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was just gonna say it sounds like you're saying um I should start working on my baseball music. That's what um, I'm yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. All Thank right, I'll make so it right much. on it. I've been Please, meaning yeah. to. This is the motivation I needed. Thank you. Yeah, and you have, clearly have the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly. Yes. <laughs> I know we should stop putting so much effort into these episodes and actually get our musical off the ground, Chris. Thank and now you. that we have Jackie who's down to star in it. So that's perfect. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, count it. Right. I mean, we're, we're going to count on it. And uh, yeah, probably, uh, let's see, whenever Broadway opens, you might have to look out for the Break of Bat musical. Oh, right? yeah, it's going to be huge. Listen, uh, coming from podcast world, it's a lot cheaper and easier just to write a radio play. into... A musical. Mm. Smart. And you don't have to put on makeup. You can just wear a hat and call it a day. A musical radio play. I like it. Yeah. They're doing that now here on our Broadway podcast network, Chris. That's a thing. Oh, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were telling me. I'll remember. Yeah. Why is it my phone wrong? And we've got Jackie Burns down to star in ours, all right? We're going to have you sign an exclusivity deal at the end of this interview. And you'll get to star and break about the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a, it'll probably, you you might be able to guess that it'll probably heavily involve Raldis Chapman. Um, I I hope so. Potentially could be just about his life, but we'll, we'll have to work that out after this. God, okay, he's so uh, pop, cool. pop quiz, hot shot. Who would you cast as Aroldis Chapman in the Break a Bat musical? Ooh, me? Uh, myself. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Chris. Chris. <laughs> Obviously, myself. I am a citizen, think. Wait, who would play his translator? <laughs> I guess that would be you, Al. <laughs> be, I, I, can be, I can be Chapman and you can be Marlon. Um... <laughs> Although, you know, uh, I, Jackie, you could probably pull off the role, too. I mean, we've got a lot of talent on this on this show here. Um, so I'm, could... thinking like, I'm thinking like Christian Borle. Christian okay. Borle's got to bring, bring something to a character that has no lines in English. <laughs> fair, fair point. Fair point. Now, speaking of Araldus Chapman, his, you know, his prime real estate is the bottom of the ninth inning. And uh, this is usually our seventh inning stretch, but this is your chance for your team, Jackie, to come away with a win. Okay. You're in the batter's box. The game's on the line. Um, We're going to ask you some trivia questions, half baseball, half Broadway. Oh, God. Okay. And you get enough of them right, you'll actually win a prize and join what we call the winner's circle. Oh, God. This sounds like a test, and I feel like I'm going to lose. Just going to. Set the bar low for myself. I here told you there's more tests coming. Yep. So super anxious. Yeah, here, here it so is. I get to like phone a friend or mm, <sighs> no. call the other call in the other room and ask your boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he won't know either. Just don't let us catch you because this this test will be proctored and uh, scored. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Sure. I guess I'll kick it off then. Um, okay. So, Araldis Chapman has made the All-Star Game a remarkable six times in just 10 Major League seasons. Yeah. In the 2015 All-Star Game, what did legendary Fox announcer Joe Buck suggest that Chapman's catcher, Yasmani Grandal, was thinking as Chapman struck out the side with multiple pitches of over 100 miles per hour? Was it A, he throws so fast, B, he's a monster, 
C, he could sail around the world if he wanted to. Or D, get me out of here. And before you say anything, Alan, I know you know the answer. Don't give it away, please. Um, so what was Grandal thinking? Again, was it he throws so fast, he's a monster, he could sail around the world if he wanted to, or get me out of here? I would say get me out of here because I feel like his hand would hurt. Ding, ding, ding. You nailed that. I'm so impressed. You know, and oh man. Wow. We actually, I I thought that was a tough one and you just totally, you you got me. You you just totally knocked it out of the park. I feel so good. Sat on the fastball, knocked it right out of the park. Great job. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. Alan, no. That was pure skill. He even had the exact reason. That was that was logic. That was you reasoned your way to victory. I did, yes. Yes. Very good. Very good. Jackie, you were in the Broadway revival cast of Hair. In the movie adaptation, the role of Wolf was played by a guitarist from which legendary rock band? Was it Pink Floyd? Chicago? The Eagles or the Beach Boys? I'm going to go with the Beach Boys. The answer is Chicago. The oh, damn uh, it! Well, I just thought like you were going to do a full circle with the Beach Boys action. You know? Frank, it looked like it, didn't it? But it really it, we did. did not. Yeah. I know who choreographed it. You know, Jackie, we got to throw some curveballs here at you. You know, we yeah, might throw a hint true. here and we there. But... only give you fastballs. That's yeah. right, Al. Yeah. That's why we changed the name of the segment from Fastball Derby to Bottom of the Ninth. I like it. Do you know here? What do you know? Who choreographed the uh, hair movie? Um, Casey Nicola. No, (laughs) (laughs) Twilight Art. Oh, moving out. That's one of my favorites. One of the other few shows I've seen twice. She choreographed moving out. Billy Joel. Yes, my my ex husband was the lead, John Celia. Wait, oh, shit. I, didn't, I swear to God, I did not know that, but I love Michael Cavanaugh, and he's a big Indians fan. Oh, he, he has a great voice. He sang. This is going to test a little bit of your knowledge from earlier in the episode. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which of the following performers holds the major league record for fastest fastball? Is it A, Lynn Manuel Miranda? B, Neil Patrick Harris. C, Laura Bell Bundy. Or D, Araldis Chapman. I'm going to go with D. <laughs> Great job. I don't know how you got two of my questions in a row. I don't know how I did either. Mean, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> you're really talented, I got to say. You're very good at what this. If I should have said Laura Bell Bundy, but I didn't. <laughs> well, there is a prize at stake, so you you, you got to You got to If you know the answer, I'm you gotta it. say it. Come on. Although, yeah, Laura Bell Bundy. If I didn't know, that probably would have been my second pick. Right? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a fast heater. Yeah. Yeah. And the folks at home, that might be a little hint at next week's guest, but uh, now I think oh! it's Alan's question. All right, all right, all right. So, <clears throat> within the stories. The storied Wicked franchise that you're obviously a huge part of. There's a great lineage of actors who have taken on the role of Fiero. Which of the following actors is not in that Fiero lineage? Tay Diggs, Derek Klinna, Aaron Tveit, or Alex Brightman? Oh, I was, sorry, Alex Brightman. But he was in Wicked as Bach. 
Yes. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Yep. Right. And I saw Tay Diggs as Fiero the very first time I saw Wicked. He was he was Fiero. All right, so Hi, you're Chris. three for four. That's a pretty, that's a seven fifty batting average. That's very yes. good. So oh, I'm sorry. Do we have five questions already? I'm, I may have lost count here. I uh, think uh, I added one. I added one at the very bottom. I love it. Okay, so three for four. You're, you're on a good pace here. Um, okay. We've got three more. Oh God. Okay. Right? Yes. Um, anyway, it's again my turn. So <laughs> you might guess what the topic is, but maybe not. You know, we'll see. This could be a curveball. Anyway. In which two months did Araldis Chapman win the American League Reliever of the Month Award in 2019? Was it January and February, January and April, May and August, or December and July? I'm going to go May and August. How'd you guess? How'd you, I'm I not mean, an idiot. You are. <laughs> no, you're a Chapman I gotta say, you might be a bigger, you might be more knowledgeable about Chapman than I am. Honestly, I mean, this is impressive. This really you. is. So I'm so much. impressed. Anyway, you've passed all of my baseball-related tests here, so we'll turn it back over to Alan and Al now after that dramatic break. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my last question is a wicked question for you. Okay. Where are the wizards from? What do they call all sorts of things that aren't true? Wait, what? Where the wizard is from, yeah. what do they call all sorts of things that are not true? Jackie, if this is a hint, you were in the song where this lyric and fact comes up. What the? F- uh, you wait. can finish the fuck and the F-bomb. Go ahead. Yeah, what, <laughs> is the, what the? Say it again. I feel like this is going to be deceivingly easy, and I'm just making it very hard right now in my head. Okay, so. The wizard is where, where he's from. Where are the wizards from? What yeah. do they call all sorts of things that aren't true? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm feeling history. Oh, duh! <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Even I do that one. That's because you know what? That's that's a, that's the hard. That is the hardest part of the show for me. Be- to stay present in that song is Why? You're just hard. in the zone. You just, uh, you just it kind of, well, you just like black out and you're totally in character. Is that how it goes for you? No, you just, there's nothing, act, listening is the hardest thing there is as an actor. You uh, know what I mean? I so just to listen for three minutes and not think about what you're going to eat when you go home and that mac and cheese that you're going to eat and stay present is very hard. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I mean, as a professional, you know, you're 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 getting paid on your on what you got to deliver, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I got you. Such time, like such an asshole. No, I just couldn't remember that. I don't know why. Yeah, history. That's a funny part of the show. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You really would make a good Chapman, by the way. He, <laughs> uh, you really would. <laughs> he, he comes in and just delivers what he needs to do. Those, those fastballs. One inning. One inning every game. You know, just comes in. Lights up the crowd. He's yeah. he's the star, obviously, you know, but he just does what he needs to do, and he's consistent, and <laughs> and he gets paid the big bucks for it. So yeah, I mean, I'm very I, consistent. We, yeah, we we uh, we totally see that parallel here, and really uh, appreciate <laughs> appreciate the what it means to be a true professional on this show. So, thank you. Thank anyway, and I've got one final question for you. Alan actually came up with this one. Okay. Um, 
We mentioned earlier that Aroldis Chapman, we might have mentioned it a few times actually, uh, that he holds the record for fastest pitch at 105 miles per hour. For our quarantined listeners who use the metric system, how fast is that in kilometers per hour? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, we'll give go. you options. We'll give you options. Oh, good. I was like, I can't convert that. Okay, great. <laughs> is it 156 kph, 167 kph, or 189 kph? Um, one more, one, say it one more time. <laughs> okay. So let's think of 105 miles. You can use miles. a calculator if you like. Can I? Sure. No, that's cheating. I have to try and do it again. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honestly trying to look at think like picture my dashboard and like Oh wow. That's an interesting strategy. I like that. Because it has like like 40, 20, you know, whatever. And now I'm trying to think what it is. We told you this might be like the SAT, and we're making good on that. So we did. Okay. Al, why don't you read it off one more time? So 105.1, right? Yes. Yeah. Is either 159, is that what you it's, said? It's either 156 kph, 167, or 189. I don't, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to guess and I'm going to call a friend. Okay. Well, first I'm going to call a friend. Okay. Uh, wh- uh, hey, do you know what the answer is? Yeah. She's calling Amanda Jane Cooper, I think, <laughs> for the folks at home. <laughs> No, I'm going to go with uh, B. Ding, ding, ding. Welcome correct. to the winner's circle, Jackie Burns. That is correct. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, my God. That was really good. See how I see how I created that um, suspense like I didn't know when I clearly did? <laughs> That's a testament to your acting skills. She is very uh-huh. fitting of playing a role to Chapman for that reason. And let me, <laughs> let me just show Jackie her prize here to oh send her off with. Hang on. It's a- All right, Jackie. This is uh, this is this is some pretty official memorabilia here in the Broadway world right now, um, and we don't give it out to that many people. Only the winners. Oh my god, I'm so excited. This is hopefully that my fuzzy video feed will not blur it, but this is your official Chapman on Broadway long sleeve T-shirt. Yes, I love yeah. it. You have his number. That is soon going to. Yep. That's right. He does wear 54. We've got our logo on the back, too. Oh, fancy. Break a bat. There you go. Sexy. Welcome to the winner's circle, Jackie. Thank and you. You were, so, you were so awesome on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I learned so much. You're yeah, welcome. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being such a great support with us. And uh, was, we really had a lot of fun. I, I had a great time. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. And Jackie, there's one last question that we used to wrap every show. It's usually at the end of Fastball Derby, but everything is so out of sync tonight. Um, you know, I thought that we could keep one thing consistent. What's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you, and what was it? Uh, just to be yourself. Don't compare yourself to anybody else because there's only one you, and only you can oh, be yeah. you. So just be you. Yeah. yeah, you know, we've heard that from a few of our guests, too. I think it's definitely a, a piece of wisdom that mm-hmm. a lot of uh, great performers have learned over the years. So um, yeah. thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yay.
Jackie, can't thank you enough again for joining us on Break a Bat. This was awesome. Alan and Chris, you were fantastic as sidemen as always. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, I had a great, great time. Thanks again, Al. All right. That'll close out the ball game here on Break a Bat. This is Al Malafronte signing off from the Broadway Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.